I'm Kevin Price. You're listening to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. We have uh, some of the best thought leaders in the country who uh, provide great content on important issues. And one of those is our guest in this segment, uh, our commentator, the policyholder advocate, Scott Friedston. That's what we call him, and the reason why is he knows how to speak on the behalf of those who are dealing with insurance companies. And with all the changes of, uh, that's happened with weather, with disasters, uh, let me tell you, the deep pocket insurance companies are incredibly stingy. And meanwhile, you need someone in your corner that's going to advocate on your behalf. And so we went out and looked for what we think is one of the best minds in this area, and that's Scott Friedson. Here's his commentary. It's part of an ongoing series. He's found throughout the Price of Business digital network, but you can also find his, his primary page of his content at usadailychronicles.com. Here's Scott Friedson. Today I want to talk a little bit about what is a good public adjuster? How do you know if you've got a good one? How do you know? What kind of questions do you ask? So here's a hit list of the number of questions that I would think that every policyholder should ask, starting with, how long have you been a public adjuster? You want to get someone who's been in, in the business for at least two or three years with a good amount of experience working on behalf of policyholders. A lot of people who get into this business either come from the insurance side or they come from a contractor side. Um, you want to be careful of both because uh, someone who's been working for an insurance company for years and years, they, they finally want to get on the right side of things and help policyholders, they still may be sipping the Kool-Aid for quite some time. The other thing is with contractors. Contractors are great. They are really good at putting together uh, damaged properties, preparing estimates, and a scope of work. And that's very important in the claims process. However, that's not all. There are a number of things that go into negotiating and settling a good settlement with an insurance company who's got billions of dollars behind them and an army of adjusters that this is all they do day in and day out. Plus, don't forget who wrote the contract, your insurance company. They wrote the contract, they know the terms and, poli the terms and conditions, and it's all in there for a reason. It's to put the burden on you to prove up your claim. So while sometimes you can walk into a claim and go, well, it's obvious I have a fire, obvious I have hail damage, um, sometimes may not be so obvious. Why is that? Well. Uh, there may be arguments for mold from a fire and your insurance company may say, well, mold's not covered. Well, there's arguments for that. Or there may be hail damage, sure, but is the hail damage fresh? Is it during the policy period for the insurance company, which you're making the claim for? Did it happen a few years ago? Did somebody else before you bought that property actually file a claim, get the money, and then didn't do the work and you're just now discovering it because a roofer knocked on your door? There's a lot of different variables. So let's keep going down the list. When you talk to an a public adjuster for the first time and you're wanting to vet them out, are they asking you questions or are they just pitching you on how great they are, okay? The things you wanna be asked are things like, can I get a copy of your policy? When did it happen? Was anybody hurt? Um, do you have any collateral damage? Uh, things like that. Uh, how long have you been with this insurance company? Then the next thing a good public adjuster will do if it's a weather-related event is they'll actually do some due diligence before they agree to sign a contract with you and they'll wanna know 
When was the hail event? When was the wind event? When was the storm or lightning? There are ways of verifying weather, weather data to actually make sure that you've got the right, uh, the right occurrence at the right date at the right location so that you don't end up wasting a lot of time and ruining your credibility with your insurance company. Here's another good one. How do you bill? In other words, when an insurance company sends a, has a, let's say you have a million dollar claim and your deductible is $100,000. The insurance company writes a $900,000 check. You've got a public adjuster with a 10% fee contract on contingency. What should that public adjuster's fee be? If you said it should be $100,000, I would question the billing practices of that public adjuster. In my book, your fee is based on the amount of the check that's issued by the insurance company. If they don't answer that question based on the check amount, that's a red flag and I would interview another public adjuster. Another question to ask a public adjuster is what percent of your claims end up in litigation? If their answer is over 80%, you need to strongly consider getting a different public adjuster. A public adjuster's role really should be to settle the claim without having to escalate to unnecessary litigation. Same question is in a different manner is how many of your claims end up in appraisal? Now, if, if there's an impasse and uh, you and your insurance company don't agree, there are remedies besides hiring a public adjuster or going to legal. You can do, you can invoke appraisal. You can, or your insurance company can. However, appraisal is a very, very, in my opinion, dangerous proposition. The appraisal clause is in your policy because your insurance company put it in there. Have you ever wondered why? Before you even answer that question, Here's the other thing you need to know. Most policies typically state in the event that an appraisal award is made, the insurance company still reserves the right to deny the appraisal award. So what does that mean? That means in one hand, you can have a non-litigious uh, claims resolution by going to appraisal. On the other hand, what that also means is that you lose all your consumer protection rights under the law by, invoke, by having the appraisal process take place. The other issue with appraisal is there are very few to no rules of the road once appraisal is invoked. You as a policyholder have to pay an appraiser out of your own pocket and you have to split the fee of an umpire. This is basically like mediation. I'm not a fan. These, appraisal, these appraisals can take just as long, if not longer than a lawsuit. If somebody's in a position where they have a dispute and their claim is either underpaid or delayed, then chances are pretty good if you've already got a public adjuster that's already made a compelling argument to get your claim paid, you should probably be more in line of considering talking to an attorney at the very minimum before anything takes place or even if your insurance company's invoked appraisal, I still recommend you speak with an attorney so you can preserve your rights and remedies. Another question they ask them is, how busy are you? That's a great question because especially during a, a time of disaster, a hurricane, a major tornado, a freeze, whatever the case may be, um, if a public adjuster is already very, very busy, you need to, you need to find that out beforehand because you do not want to be the, the just lost, be a small fish in a big pond that just gets lost. And that can happen. 
uh, we, we, we hear a lot of times we do get phone calls from policyholders who are extremely frustrated and they want to know how can they get out of their public adjuster contract. We tell them to contact an attorney. Another great question that I love having policyholders ask, and that is, what percent of your claims do you say no to? If they say we never say no, red flag, okay? We're not afraid to say no. We say no to a lot of claims simply because they lack credibility. Um, a lot of times we'll get a phone call. They'll say, well, my, I had a roofer knock on my door. He said, I've got hail damage. Um, I don't know if he does or he doesn't. It does or it doesn't. But the insurance company says, I don't. What are your thoughts? Well, we have ways of vetting out uh, a claim and looking at weather data. And if the material of the roof and the size of the hail and the age of the roof don't add up to what we know will constitute damage, we're going to say, thank you very much, pass. In other words, look, we're here to tell you what you need to know, not what you want to hear. So if you've got questions about your insurance claim and you're looking for a good public adjuster, those are some really good tips to help you navigate the waters. If you ever have questions, then you just want to ask, uh, ask us direct, feel free to contact us at Insurance Claim Recovery Support, licensed public adjusters.